Welcome to Death by a Thousand Lyrics, the podcast. We're Amy and Kylie, and we want to say thank you for being here with us. We know how many things are available for you to do. You have lots of options, and you decided to spend your time with us. And, and that, that is, is such, such a beautiful, beautiful thing. thing. Thank you so much. So this was the very first Taylor Swift album that I ever listened to, ever. Like, I am an OG Swifty. Like, from day one that I heard our song, which I think was, like, the third single, was when I started listening. My intro to Taylor Swift was also debut, but not as an album. It's because my at my dad's house. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then, I was so young, I didn't even, like, think about any of it. So I, literally, that was the only song. And, um, and then in 2010 for Christmas, I got Speak Now. And that's where that started. (laughs) Yeah, so it was also the first CD I ever owned. So it was like my mom and I heard our song on the radio, and then we would listen to it all the time. We had like these like few songs that we would always repeat, and our song was one of them. And then she actually came to Edmonton. She opened for Brad Pitt. No, Brad Pitt is an actor. She opened for for Dean Brody. And actually, are you sure it was Dean Brody? No, but I'm pretty sure it was Tim McGraw. Maybe. It was might... it in 2007? Yeah. Yeah. Tim McGraw. Okay. And Faith Hill. Yeah. Okay. The duo tour. So my parents went on that tour, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is not facts, but um, I think Edmonton gave her one of her very first standing ovations. I think. Aww. Yeah. So that's, she's like, Edmonton holds such a special place in my heart. And so Is my... that why she doesn't come here on her tours? I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so my parents got me a debut t-shirt. And then my mom, she gave it to me the next night, next day, because I was sleeping, of course, yeah. I'm like seven years old. Yeah. And she's like, she gave me the t-shirt and she says, I really think that you're going to love her someday. And here I am. Like 13 years later. Why is that going to make me literally cry? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to wear that shirt, but it does not fit me anymore, because it was for a six, seven-year-old Amy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Do you have anything else to add about that? Um, no. Okay. We can talk about it a little bit. Like, it was released in 2006. The, oh my god, I was five years old when this was released. I was four. Wow. So yeah. not even four because it was like it was in June, right? Mm-hmm. I was still three years old. <laughs> so I had eleven Wait, songs. Two thousand six. Yeah. Yeah, I was still three years old. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel old. It makes me feel old. Um, it had eleven songs, but the the deluxe track had or de- the deluxe version had fourteen tracks on it. One of those deluxe songs is one of my favorite songs on the album. I'm only me when I'm with you. Yeah, that's a deluxe track. I would, yeah. Then if she didn't release that, I, I her deluxe. Sometimes her deluxes are just no. They bangers. are. They are. Ab- like red. how red she totally missed. That. How was Wonderland not and included. new romantics? Yeah, I'll never know. Anyways, that's a conversation for a different day. Mm-hmm. In like two years. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess we can go into our album ranking. So we have. Well, it's not really a ranking. It's top three. Our top three and our bottom three. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to do bottom three first? I'll go first. Well, we'll okay. say like we'll both say our number 12, 13, and 14. So like I'll do 12 and then you do 12. Okay, sure. Okay, so my 12 is um, a place in this world. Jail. <laughs> Straight to jail. My 12 is way more controversial, but what is it? Just because I don't listen to it, um, I'm going to preface this by I don't really listen to debut all that much, but when I do, I just simply 
Don't listen to Mary's song. No! <laughs> Mary's song is so special. Mary's song is number five on my entire track. Like, I ranking. Just, I just don't listen to it. Oh, my God. See the only reason. Okay, 13. Mine, I have Invisible. Mine is Place in This World. Okay. It's just not my face. basically the same. Um, for 14, I have to just say I hate this song. <laughs> There's passion <laughs> in that one. I skip it every time. Maybe it'll change when it's, like, Taylor's version's released because she won't have all the twang and, like, the teeny tiny young Taylor voice. Yeah, it's it's not even the twang. It's, like, the voice cracks. Yeah. It's, um, a perfectly good heart. I don't agree with that one either. You don't, you don't, you don't, you, you like that but, song? Yeah. <laughs> but my, my 14 is invisible. Okay. Just, so basically the same except for, um, a perfectly good heart and Mary song. Right. I have an honorable mention for my top three though, because there's one that's like pretty close, but it's only because the memory's attached to it. Yeah. Okay. We can go, okay. top, we can go top three now. We'll start with number three. Okay, my honorable mention is I'm Only Me When I'm With You, but oh, that's because my God. That's, the song, <laughs> that's the song that, like, introduced me to Taylor. Um, but my three, three is Picture to Burn. Me too. My, okay, my two and my three are different, definitely interchangeable. Like, they switch depending on the day. Mm-hmm. So, right now, my three is Picture to Burn as well, so it's the same. I know, I have mine written down as two, but I made the last minute decision to be like, absolutely not. Right on the second. Yeah. I made the decision. Um, Yeah, I should have said no is my number two. Okay, my my number two is our song. It also holds a really special place in my heart because that's like the very first, like, and everybody knows our song. Yeah. You say Taylor Swift, our song, everyone knows the words to that song. And my number one is, I don't know why. I don't know why, actually. But it always has been my number one on debut, and it always will be my number one on debut. Like but it's teardrops on my guitar. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so my my number one is always will be my number one on debut. Should have said no. Yeah, that song I can scream with the passion. I lost my voice singing that song after I got cheated on. <laughs> I'm sure Taylor did too. <laughs> oh, I screamed it so loud. I'm car. sure we almost got the cops called us on us at my birthday when we were in the backyard, and I was just like shuffle, and it was like should have said no, and I was like, oh, oh my god, my god, that. it's a little bit of a blur, but I kind of remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're not going to be very happy with me because tight or um, teardrops on my guitar is number eleven. On yeah, I ranking. saw that. It's pretty low. That. It's pretty down low. <laughs> saw that was not a fan. So let's talk a little bit. I feel I know you don't have this, but I will just bring it up. We'll yeah, talk a little bit it. about the um, the awards that this album won. So a breakout album, like very first thing she ever put on, and she won the best new artist at the 2007 Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, uh, as you should. She got a nomination for best new artist at the 2008 Grammys. But we know that that I'm glad I'm she glad. didn't win because we know that that is a cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cursed award. If yeah, you win cursed it, award. If you win it, you fall off, literally. Um, and then she won, had a nomination for Album of the Year at the 2008 Academy of Country Music Awards. So, Miss Girl knocked it out of the park with her debut album at 16 years old. Which is, I don't know how to say this without getting cancelled, like, <laughs> arguably, not like, I don't want to say, like, arguably her worst album, but, like, we love it the least. Yeah. You can't hate Be- an album. Because... They just kept getting better. Mm-hmm. And, like, she... Every album that she has is better than this one. Yeah. But... 
Like, obviously, everyone still has so much love for it. Like, lyrically, sonically, everything gets better after yeah. this. Yeah. But for a debut Especially album... Especially once you hit Speak Now. That's when it is, like, skyrockets. Literally. No, we... Oh, no. whoa. She is freaking amazing. Yeah. So, this also... So, one thing that set Taylor apart from a lot of other artists is she was, like, very straightforward. I guess not anymore, but she used to be pretty straightforward with who her music was about. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, know if, I don't know if you know this, probably, but in her album, Booklets... She would put in the liner notes, she would do her hidden messages. So, in case anybody who's listening doesn't know what it is, if you opened the liner booklet, of like, which is, has all the lyrics of all the songs in the CD, she would capitalize random letters, like, throughout the lyrics. I know, isn't Picture to Burn, she capitalizes them only if they're in order, and we'll talk about it when we get to that yeah. song, I think we should, but, um, yeah, if the letters fell yeah. in that order, she capitalized them. Mm-hmm. And I was reading that yesterday, and yeah, I was so, like, holy shit. Yeah, so she's, she's always, a savage. Literally. Always has been. She would always capitalize the letters, and then when, like, fans caught on, they'd be like, oh my god, what does this mean? So they wrote it down, and she never explicitly came out and said, like, mm-hmm. look in the liner notes. People just figured it out. And then, like, so she would spell out, but sadly, she stopped that after 199. Can you imagine writing a whole album at 16 years old? No. When what I was I doing at 16 years old? When I was 16 years old, I was crying over a boy that broke my heart in high school. I was playing basketball and relating to teardrops on my guitar. So. Yeah, I was relating to Invisible, <laughs> even though it's my last song. <laughs> my last songs. Because <laughs> you're having an identity crisis at 16 always. Well, nobody knows who they are at 16, except Taylor, apparently. Apparently. But no. Well, wasn't she like fake country, faking country? Like, oh, from Pennsylvania. God. Yeah, we're not even going to get into that. Then we actually, we should talk about that toy yeah. for just a second. Miss Girl moves from Pennsylvania to Nashville and all Which of a is sudden. upstate, close enough to New York that if she had an accent, it'd be a New York accent. Yeah. Or like a New York, Boston, Massachusetts thing. No, and she did she not. And she straight up said, Yeah, I'm from Hi, Nashville. I'm Taylor. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Like, she did that, she did the fake country twang thing for a while. Like, she kept out for a while, like, till Fearless, I think. And then at Fearless, like, you can hear it. During, yeah, you can like, hear it. Like, during Fearless, of. she got rid of it. Yeah. I wonder why she did that. Maybe it's for maybe literally one album. Like, I think she just wanted to sell herself as a country artist as much as she could. And, like, at the time, you, it's not like now, like, you hear... Luke Combs, and he's from North Carolina, or I'm pretty sure he's from the Carolina area, and you, you hear him, and he doesn't have, like, that twangy voice, mm-hmm. like, most, most of the country artists don't anymore, even, I don't think Eric Church does. No. So, like, at the time, everyone had a twangy voice, and she was like, yeah. I want to be country, I need to fit in, I need to, I need to have that twang. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially because her music was so different from what people were hearing, like, all, like, now it's very, like, very common to find, like, a young girl singing about their own experiences, but yeah. at the time, like, to that early 2000s when she released this, it was a male-dominated, totally industry. There, we had, like, Faith Hill, Shania Twain, and the Chicks, but those were, like, like, older music. It wasn't yeah, singing about, they like, weren't, a, a they teenager. And they weren't, like, coming out with new music, really? Yeah. Like, they were already, they were already the greats, literally. They, they weren't really doing anything new. Like, those, those three are Taylor's inspiration, like, the three yeah. women. And, um, also, it warms my heart now that her and Shania Twain are, like, BFFs. I I love that. But, um, but yeah, so it, you didn't hear it, so she was already set apart by the fact that she did that. Then she's writing her own music at 14, 15 years old. 
mm-hmm. trying to sell herself, not not in a bad way, sell herself to, like, recording studios, running yeah. in and out of the room being like, buy my CD, here's my demo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So she wasn't, like, it's not, it's not like she was, like, putting on a front. She was just trying to, like, sell herself Brand better. herself, yeah. Yeah. And then I think she realized that she didn't have to do that anymore, and then that's why it kind of faded away. Really? And she moved into marketing, and now she markets herself the literally most genius way any harness has ever done. she owns so many things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have the audacity to say she's irrelevant. (laughs) Nope. She's very much not. Thank you very much. No. I see a... Like, we were on a road trip for Taylor Swift dance party, and I saw a boat that said the brand was Swift, and I said... Taylor owns that boat. <laughs> Taylor owns everything. She owns dates. She owns me. ages. Me. She owns me. She owns us. She owns everything we do. She owns this freaking water bottle. She owns the whole word reputation. She owns the year 1989. A whole year. Even though she was born in the last less than a month. <laughs> literally. Literally <laughs> there was, what, like 18 days left? Yeah. Come on. She still owns it. Taylor, yeah. Taylor, you're amazing. You're beautiful. So is your music. So, yeah. I I think that's all we have for uh, our debut album. Summary. Yeah, debut is really not very juicy. Right. So, all of these episodes of us breaking down the lyrics are going to be painfully, like, repetitive and straightforward because the songs kind of are just that. Like... (laughs) Not to be rude, love you, Taylor, love debut, but it's just, there's no, there's no juicy gossip with it. Like you said before, everything just gets better after debut. Exactly. So we're going to break down debut because it's the first, and then move forward from there. Very excited to get into the songs, though, because there are still some stories there, and there's yeah. still, like, there's debut, some juicy gossip with her name dropping. Yeah, literally, debut two is <laughs> kind of petty, um, so, yeah, very excited. All right, well... Are we dropping this one with Tim McGraw? Yeah. All right. See you in a bit. (laughs) Click next for Tim McGraw. (laughs)